Catherine. Hi, Marky. What's up? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, what's going on? So, uh, well, who's on the butcher block today? Oh, we have Elisa Lamb, the crazy Elisa Lamb mystery case that's still yet to be solved. Oh, the the Elisa Lamb. The, yes, I thought we we would just talk it through, see what we know, see if we can figure out anything. Mm-hmm. So, tell me what you know. What's going on? All right. Elisa Lamb. She was 21 years old. She lived in Vancouver in a what seems like a very comfortable family. And she wanted to go on a vacation. A tourist crisscrossing California vanishes in Los Angeles. Well, the tourist is from Canada and was last seen in a hotel in downtown Los Angeles. She went to L.A. and decided to stay in the Cecil Hotel. The Cecil Hotel. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right outside the Cecil Hotel. She ended up here at the Cecil Hotel. Check out of the downtown Cecil Hotel. It's not a famous hotel. It's infamous because we have the Black Dahlia. Mm. She had her last drink, apparently, at the bar there. Oh, God. Then we also have serial killers that have stayed there during their killing. Um, the, the original Night Stalker. The Night Stalker. Night Stalker. California's Night Stalker. Blamed for seven murders. Thirteen murders. Fourteen murders in Los Angeles and San Francisco. He stayed there. Okay. And it continues on and on to when we finally get to Elisa Lamb staying there. So not a good place to stay. It's on Skid Row. It's... It's one of the worst places you could possibly stay. This is not necessarily the place that you want to be when the sun goes down. Police now have reason to be concerned. The main reason is where we are, so close to Skid Row. It's downtown LA, so I mean, it's not exactly the safest environment. And and her parents were, you know, documented as being, you know, concerned, worried about her. Like, I'm sure not only as... You know, like traveling as a a young woman, but oh God, now you're staying on Skid Row. That's a little bit scary. So, I think they had really good like PR or really good web presence then where like, you know, if you did a search, it was like, oh, this is like, the best hotel. But, you know, who knows? I'm sure they don't advertise murder was, in there. Was that the case? Well, actually, I did do like a a um, internet archive search mm-hmm. and they did have something like a little web page on there and had nothing to do with all the tragedy that has happened at this hotel. Well, what do you what do you know? So also from the internet archive search, you can go to the Wayback Machine and um, search any web page and you can see the history of it. Mm-hmm. So back then, mm-hmm. if you did a search on this um, hotel, you would not get any of this kind of history that we know now. Mm. It's all really basic. The hotel looks fancy and like an old school hotel. So like, of course, you'd want to stay there. I think if you're going to, you know, L.A. So she would have had no idea. She would not have known. No, I don't think so at all. Okay, Mm -mm. so she thinks that she's just going on like a fun little. Yeah, she's thinking that she's going to be at a historic hotel. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, that makes sense because she originally was staying in a room with um, a, a couple of other young women and... But that didn't go well. <laughs> she she was kicked out of this room and sent to a room of her own because Do she we was know acting, why? She was acting bizarre and so weird that she had to be sent to a room of her own where she stayed. Can you imagine being the roommates during that time? Like she's a um... Well what what must they be thinking? I mean, they Okay. I feel like now is a good time to bring up that Elisa 
had bipolar disorder. I think you're correct. Yes, go ahead. I'm hesitant. To, I'm hesitant to bring that up because I don't want it to become the focus. The reason that any of this happened, you know, like. But it has to be addressed. You're correct. It has to be addressed, but it likely is not the issue here. She had bipolar disorder. I, I don't know if it was one or two, how severe it was, and I don't know if she was taking her medication on these days. Her medication was found in her system, but she was acting strange. Maybe that was the bipolar. Who knows? And maybe that opened her up for something. We don't know. But it's to the point but, where she was acting strange enough to where her roommates wanted her out of exactly, the room. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So she left and she got her own room. And she was in there, in there by herself. I think writing. She had some writings from this point. Yes, I heard that she, or actually, I've read her diary entries or journal entries, whatever you want to call it. She um, kind of was a avid writer. That's the thing about potential. It was so close. What could have been, but didn't happen, and will never happen. The events did not line up perfectly, and it breaks your heart. To a new development now in the search for a woman missing in California, a Vancouver woman. The LAPD has released bizarre surveillance footage of 21-year-old Elisa Lamb. She disappeared nearly three weeks ago. This video was actually captured a few weeks ago when Lamb first went missing. Police are showing us now basically because they're at a standstill in this case and they're hoping to generate some new tips. So the last we see, like, as the public, the last the public sees is this camera footage of her on the elevator and she's pushing all of the buttons but not only is she just like she's not just like pushing them waiting for the elevator to come she's pushing them and getting down really close inspecting them pushing them as she inspects the buttons she's getting out of the elevator looking at someone her hands are gesturing as if she's speaking to someone she hops back in the elevator she hops around the corner as if she's hiding from someone, but there's no one to be seen. But the weird thing is that the whole time, the, the doors of the elevator don't close. And then as, as soon as she exits fully the elevator, they do. And we have, and that's the last thing that, any, that anyone saw of her. We, we don't know. It's just such a creepy scene. Even just talking about it is creepy. Mm-hmm. And then um, you, we don't know this girl that well. And apparently nobody really knew her. We don't know her at all. Yeah, we don't well, know her yeah. from Adam. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And like nobody really did. Police are worried that foul play could be involved. They tell us they got several tips immediately after this story made headlines about a week ago. But since then, they've really hit a roadblock. They're hoping anyone with information comes forward now. So then she's, you know, she's out there in California on a trip. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is the like her legacy is this video footage, which is so creepy. And I want to know what happened. Mm-hmm. And I think we should mention that this was early morning. I think it was around 1 or 2 a.m. or something. Mm-hmm. I believe that's the time because she had to check out the next day. So this is not like it's the afternoon. This is happening early morning, you know, late at night, whatever you want to say. But that's even more creep factor to it. Detectives say Elisa Lamb was traveling alone from her home in Canada to San Diego, L.A., and then on to San Francisco. But when she was supposed to check out at the downtown Cecil Hotel January 31st, she didn't. Her parents say they knew something was wrong when her calls to them every day 
all of a sudden just stopped. LAPD detectives are still gathering clues, claim to have some of the woman's belongings, but wouldn't say what exactly was left in her room. But for Elisa Lamb's parents, this has been a nightmare. So when she went missing, they started searching for her. They, they looked everywhere, and they did check the roof, but they didn't find her there. And, you know, who knows why? I, I, I'm kind of wondering maybe they didn't check very hard because access to the roof is very limited, apparently. And unless you're an employee, you can't really get there. So my feeling on that is that they just kind of didn't look very hard. I was like actually wondering, like, do you think they actually did check the roof? That's like the randomest oh. place you would check. So maybe they said they had. I don't know. That's just my feeling. Well, that's a good question. Maybe they didn't. It's possible. But anyway, so they checked the roof. They were looking, well, supposedly they were looking all over the hotel. They were on a legit search for her. They couldn't find her. And then the elevator video surfaced. Yeah. Once that happened, they, they did check the roof again. Yes. And, but not only did they just check the roof, they checked the entire neighborhood. They really looked for her. So right now we're asking your help. To see if anyone recognizes 21-year-old Elisa Lamb. Her worried parents flew in from Vancouver, British Columbia and stood behind LAPD detectives who described Lamb's disappearance as suspicious and may suggest foul play. She was in regular contact with her parents up until five, six days ago. The Canadian tourist was traveling alone. On January 28th, after a visit to San Diego, Lamb checked into the Cecil Hotel on Main Street in downtown LA. The last people to see her were the uh, staff at the hotel, and uh, and that's it. We have a listener question related to this, actually. Do you want to talk about that Yes, a I do, actually. So um, in our uh, Facebook group, um, we had a listener question, and it's from Stephanie Schmid, and she wants to know who was the last person to see her alive, and do we know who that is yet? I should also point out that um, Stephanie is also the person that did the painting uh, for us that is on mm-hmm. Facebook as She's well. She's very good. Very talented. Very, very yes. talented. So, well, let's answer her question. Yeah, let's um, answer it. Honestly, probably was someone at the hotel, but we don't have any deeper information on that. What we do know, the person who last interacted with her was Katie Orphan. She was very outgoing, very lively, very friendly. She manages or managed at that time the last stop bookstore. Oh my gosh. So we have uh, Katie Orphan and then the last stop bookstore? Could it be any more creepy? Oh my God, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh man. Well, well, so okay. that's yep. the last um, that's the last stop for her. <laughs> that's that was the last stop. Um, Elisa went there and she purchased a whole bunch of gifts for her family, and she was wondering if the gifts would fit in her suitcase. Talking about what book she was getting and whether or not uh, what she was getting would be too heavy for her to carry around as she traveled or take home with her. You know, according to Katie Orphan, everything she seemed fine, normal. So that's just so sweet of Elisa. This, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, and well, and it's also not the sign of someone who's about to commit oh, yeah, suicide or do anything. Think about that. That's totally true. Right. She obviously had plans to return. And to give these gifts to her family. And, yeah. you know, just the question alone, is it going to fit in my suitcase? She planned to repack her suitcase and go home. Yes, that's true. The young woman planned to see more of California, say police. Her parents flew down to Los Angeles to plead for the city to help find their daughter. It kind of feels like the beginning of a noir novel. Like this is the beginning of a Raymond Chandler story and Philip Marlowe is going to figure out what happened. And... Unfortunately, this is real life. 
after not finding her on the roof, um, the people staying in the hotel started complaining about the water. Oh, Lord. Because it was, it was starting to, like, smell and taste bad, and it was black. And the water for first two seconds or three seconds would co- was coming black. It would, like, run black for a couple of seconds before it went clear, and there are accounts of people, you know, drinking it. And then after a while, we would drink it, but it had strange, funny, sweet taste. It's disgusting. They said that it tasted kind of sweet. Oh, my Lord. Oh, it's awesome. People staying at the hotel complained of low water pressure, so a maintenance worker went up to check a large water tank on the rooftop. He found the naked body of a woman in her 20s at the bottom of one of the tanks. This is delicious sweet water. That's uh, Well, that's the... Uh, well, I, yeah, I'm not a person who would have, you know, drunk the water in the first <laughs> place. I would have seen that it was, like, black <laughs> and not wanted to. I, you know, I, I don't care if it's running clear after a couple of seconds. Firefighters had to use a saw to cut a hole in the tank, drain the water out, and remove the body. Now, they've identified her as 21-year-old Elisa Lamb. She's from Vancouver, Canada, was last seen at the Cecil on January the 31st. So what I'm thinking happened was, you know, if they did check the roof, yeah. they they didn't think to check the water tank, which, God, you know. God, why would you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I guess if you're looking for a body, yeah. you would... You would maybe check it. But, I mean, we've done enough of these now to know how incompetent the police are in a lot of these situations. So I think they probably just glanced around and (laughs) didn't see anything. From the ground. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Police are calling her death suspicious, not yet calling it a murder. And they're saying they cannot rule out foul play. Here's what's really interesting. Investigators did a thorough search of the hotel, including the rooftop area, three weeks ago. And they used search dogs to do it. Well, so this brings us to what I think is one of the more interesting points because it's so crucial and we don't really have a clear answer on it. Was the lid on or off? Most accounts say that the lid was found on the water tank and that they had to lift it to find her. Some people have said that the lid was off. Okay, this is significant because if the lid was on, that would kind of explain why people have had searched the roof previously and hadn't found her because the the lid wasn't ajar. It didn't look weird, so they wouldn't think to check it necessarily. If it was off, how did they miss that? Oh, yeah. And it also signifies, like, if it was off, maybe she got in there on her own. If it was on, someone else had to do that for her because it's too heavy. She It, was, it would have been physically impossible for her to put the lid back on while she was in there. That is the billion-dollar question, the lid. It, I mean, if you look at pictures, mm-hmm. these are huge-ass water um, tanks, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're heavy. They had to have multiple men just to... Um, remove the cover so i don't think elisa lamb Ooh, that's an interesting point yeah that you just made i don't think elisa lamb with her like 100 pounds that she was could do that on her own but listen to what you just said it took multiple men to lift that thing so does that mean that multiple men were involved in her murder oh gosh i didn't even think about that because I think it's a murder. I mean, I do too. Say I mean, there's no mm-hmm. reason she would be up there. It just make, doesn't make any sense to be nothing. It, it's a murder. It has to be. There's no, yeah, there's no evidence that she did this to herself. Plus, well, and there's conflicting 
you know, beliefs on this too and witnesses and everything. Um, her, she was not wearing her clothing when she was found. And most people, again, most people say that it was floating around her, that her belongings were floating in the water with her. Why wasn't she wearing any clothes? Why, you know, if she was murdered, why would they throw her clothes back in there? I mean, maybe just to try to hide them haphazardly or something. So let's take or, a little step back. Okay, mm-hmm. so here's what I'm hearing from you is that they find her body inside this uh, water mm-hmm. tank, and she's not wearing her clothes, but they are in there mm-hmm. along with her. I um, mm-hmm. I think I heard her wallet or her ID was there or something, too. Her purse. And so what mm-hmm. is going on? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. But Well, it, you know, if she was raped and killed, they would have, you know, I mean, they pretty sloppily covered her body. They would probably just threw her clothes in there with her. But the people who believe that she did this to herself think that, um, like, that it was an accident, not that she committed active suicide, but um, that she maybe just got in there to swim around or something and got into oh trouble and yeah, took that's and, like her favorite spot is the water tank <laughs> right but and then you know maybe she removed her clothes once she started to drown or something to try to save herself that doesn't make any sense to me that's crazy doesn't make any sense and um you know i hear a lot about her manic depressive mm-hmm. stuff and mm-hmm. i think that's not an excuse that doesn't make you want to go swim naked in a water tank and there are no, it doesn't. And, and you know, there are degrees of it, of course, mm-hmm. if you're medicated or not medicated. You know, I'm not saying that there's no way that that could ever happen. But, you know, according to uh, the coroner, the, her medication was in her system. Great. That was my next um, question. Um, what, did they find her medication in her system? And you just said yes. So there's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Though Lamb was bipolar, proper amounts of prescribed medications were found inside her blood. And then if you look at the pictures online, these water towers are high the fuck up there. Like, she had to climb ways if it was just her doing that. And why would she know that they were there? They're kind of hidden behind the building. So, well, and you can't even access it without, it without an employee. Ex- yeah, exactly. And when you think about the restrictions on how you can get up there, uh, you have to go through a locked door. There's an alarm system that notifies the hotel if anyone's up there. Uh, it's just very strange. That's the thing about potential. It was so close. What could have been, but didn't what happen. Been, and didn't happen, and will never, never happen. happen. It was so close. The, the events did not line, did up, not perfectly. line up perfectly, and it breaks your heart. That's the thing about potential. Death is very silly to me. It was so close. I'm reassured that death is something that all things before me and all things Fear after death me will go through. I'm reassured that death is something that all things before me and all things after me will go through. I'm more scared of going before my time. about potential. Without having my mirror sure that death is something that all things before me and all things after me will go through. I'm more scared of going before my time. But didn't happen. Will never happen. Will never happen. The events did not line up perfectly.
of course, there are tons of theories about this case because there are a lot of miss there's a lot of key missing information. So people have gone hog wild with what could have possibly happened to her. The first one is, you know, that someone was chasing her or stalking her and they just found her and they killed her. I mean, that would probably make the most sense considering all the other theories we do have. Um, it would match up with a lot of the, you know, the video of her in the elevator. Yeah. Um, the second theory is that her bipolar disorder caused her to act strangely and commit suicide. I do. I really hate that theory a lot because Ugh, I know I do too. Well, I, and you know, I, the truth is that mental illness and women, there's a really horrible history there. You know, a lot the exorcisms and stuff like that. That was what's it called? Female hysteria. Hysteria. Yeah, yeah. They used to call it. Or and something? where does the word hysteria come from? Yeah. Hysterectomy. It's coming from you know our organs. Right. And you know the Salem witch trials. What and what, you know, husbands would lock their wives up in mental institutions just because they were tired of them. Whether the so it, right. you know, I just I really don't like blaming. Some, yeah, it's total victim kind of blaming, I think, as well, in this case. It's absolutely victim blaming. And on that note, I think that we can sort of back up this theory with some... She had a blog, and she had written something. Um, she said this on her blog. Would I become psychotic and want to off myself? I know I wouldn't do anything rash, like actually jump off a bridge. I'm too much of a coward. I mean, that's very um, eloquently put, and just the way she's able to form that in the blog, it tells, you know, she's thought about what people would think or something like that to the point where she's like, you know, I, I would never do that. Well, it's clearly something that has come up in, in her thought process. I, I mean, maybe it came up in therapy or something. Maybe I, I'm sure mm -hmm. after a diagnosis like bipolar, I'm sure that you do a lot of thinking like, well, would I ever do this? Like, how serious is it? Would, you know, how, how, like, what are the limitations here? And so she's clearly thought about it, and she has decided for herself that she would never do that. I believe her. Yeah, she's clearly thought this through, that this is something, not an option for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I would personally like to knock that one out of yep. the... Uh, I say, get off our list. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the another theory is that she went up on the roof to take pictures, and she's, this one I think is ridiculous. She slipped into the water tower. How do you slip into the water tower if the lid is on it? Like, the, <laughs> this, it's already so stupid. And, the, and yeah. her cell phone fell over the side of the building and wasn't realized to be hers. I mean, but these are things that people actually think, though, would happen. It's very descriptive, but it just doesn't work out logistically in life. Well, it, it's just, it's too, it's too fantastic. It just, well, it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Like, the lid was on the water tower. How do you fall into it? That just doesn't work. And, but anyway, um, to finish up that wild theory, um, <laughs> they think that um, she took her clothes off because she was trying to save herself from drowning. Hmm. Well, that's the oddest thing I've ever heard in my life, actually. <laughs> it, it just, yeah, it's just not, that's not a good theory. Um, another theory is that the hotel is haunted and that the ghost drove her to do this. I, and, okay, I have the same feeling about this that I do have, that, that I have about the mental illness thing. You know, 
like she wasn't possessed by a ghost that was making her act weird. She's not like right. You know, that's a. I mean, I only think the reason that comes up is because of the history that we've talked about a little bit with the Cecil Hotel. Well, and it's fun. I mean, it's so yeah. fun. You know, it's fun to believe in ghosts because it makes us think that there's something after this. It's and, very Hollywood too. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, it, it has like a whole appeal to it. And don't get yeah. me wrong, I love I love horror movies. I love ghost stories. I don't believe in them. I wish though. that we, like, we could, ex- could explain it that easily. Like she was just haunted, but it's just not the case. No, it, it's not. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, the, the final big theory is, um, that she maybe saw something that she shouldn't have seen, or maybe she posted something online that she shouldn't have posted and she was tracked down and killed. Well, that one I think is a little bit more interesting, a little bit more plausible. Yeah. I mean, to me, compared, uh, compared to the other. Yeah. But, um, to me, it's still the first one because, you know, let's say that she was acting, you know, a little bit loopy or something that would make her pretty vulnerable, you know, and yeah, you were well, right. given the location of the hotel and the kinds of people who tend to stay in there, I, maybe someone just saw an easy victim, you know? And that, make, that makes a lot of sense, Catherine, actually, now that I'm kind of thinking it through in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets noticed because she's acting, you know, strange, and she's not in a good part of town. She's perfect prey yep. for somebody. Yep. All by herself, far away from mm-hmm. home, no one to really have to, I mean, she was talking to her parents every day, but no one else. She didn't have any friends there, though, or anything. So the only theory that makes sense to me mm-hmm. is that someone just saw her, saw that she was alone, saw an easy victim, and I think that it was a hotel employee, ba- based off of the fact that it was that the roof was pretty inaccessible, and only hotel employees really knew how to get up there in the first place. So that sounds a lot of alarms for me personally. And, you know, most people have said that the lid was on. And, you know, it all comes down to that damn lid, Catherine. Yeah, but the fact that people searched up there mm-hmm. several times and didn't find anything, that yep. I think sort of signifies that the lid was probably on. I, that, back, right. that backs that up because if it was off or ajar, they would have. You they would have noticed and you'd have to look in there, though. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I think that she was killed by at least one hotel employee. We did it again. We solved another one. I know. Well, but <laughs> we didn't really because at the end of the day, know. <laughs> you know, again, with, with the police incompetence and the, you know, lack of just hard facts and evidence we no one knows there's no yeah, answer no. to this yeah the investigation was flawed there's yeah. no answer to and this and so. now to solve it they're gonna have to lay so much groundwork and just get rid of stuff that has nothing to do with it now because it's been so publicized it's just it's gonna be really hard to mm-hmm. solve if ever well, what they what they need to do is go and interview all of the hotel employees that were working at that time and get all of their alibis. I don't think anyone's done that yet. Perfect place to start. Mm-hmm. I agree. This whole, this, this specific case made the Cecil Hotel famous. And it was because of Elisa Lam that people are now aware of the horrific history that this hotel has. Um, they've had, since changed their name. I, the location still exists, but it's not the same hotel management, whatever. Um, it's become so popular that Netflix is going to be picking this up soon. I don't know what they're going to be focusing on. I know. I, th- but, I feel like we've covered everything, Netflix. Yes, we did it. We already did it. Thanks a lot, Netflix. Yeah. So, You're welcome. Right? Yeah. Um, but I'm interested to see what they have to say. I have a feeling. Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch it for sure. I, you know, I want to know if maybe the hotel is going to change its name back. To see the hotel. Well, I mean, it, it would be more, I mean, appealing, I think, to make it a haunted bed and breakfast and just call I mean, it would be perfect. For, yeah, yeah, you know. 
What a bizarre discovery it was yesterday. Let me show you some pictures of also, firefighters the on the roof here of the Cecil Hotel. The, the body was found in a large water tank on the rooftop. People staying at the hotel. That is, by all accounts, quite bizarre. It shows 21-year-old Elisa Lam acting erratically, getting into an elevator and pressing several buttons. As 21-year-old Elisa Lam. Touristy is from Canada and was last seen in a hotel in downtown Vegas from a security camera at the Cecil when you talk about how they had to get her out, they had to cut a hole in the top, apparently, of it. So if that's how they had to get her out, including the room in the world, three weeks ago, she put in her daughter. She doesn't feel like a very satisfying moment of her story. Fear of death is very silly to me. I'm reassured that death is something that all things before me and all things after me will go through. When it comes, I will know what it is. I just hope for a chance to say my goodbyes. On the Butcher Block is the creation of Sound Scene Productions. Matthew Gandolfo, sound designer and editor. Shellen Lubin, researcher and director. And your hosts, Mark Sirini and Catherine Elliott. And then after a while, we would drink it. Oh, oh it's awesome. Theme song by Shalyn Lubin, arranged by Matthew Gandolfo. There, oh, sorry. Sorry, Matthew. I'm trying to figure out how to make <laughs> it. It's very difficult. I, while, well, well, it has to be upside down so I don't sound oh. the way that he doesn't want me to sound. Get in the closet. <laughs> the voice of Elisa Lamb is voiceover artist Stephanie Shea. Thank you, Stephanie. Up next episode, the murder of Heidi Furkus. Case closed, but completely unsatisfactorily. Um, she took her clothes off because she was trying to save herself from drowning. Hmm. Well, that's the oddest thing I've ever heard in my life, actually. <laughs> if you have any questions or comments or any ideas for future shows, you can reach out to us on our website, onthebutcherblock.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and most podcast platforms. All right. Well, All right. it was good talking to you, hon. Good talking to you, too. I always love it. Yep. All right. <laughs> have a good night. <laughs> you, too. Right, bye.